church. Welcome back to H2 and Friends. I'm Brian. And I'm Brooke. And today, our friend of the week, and he's only our friend for a week. <laughs> Just kidding. Griffin Rath. Hello, Griffin. Hello. Uh, Griffin is our... Um, well, so we've gotten into this rhythm of doing a staffer, a city member, and a student. I'm pleased to announce that Griffin is our newest staffer. Yes. That was so fun. Hit the reggae horn. Yeah. I had that one ready this time. <laughs> uh, Griffin, how does it, well, one, how does it, how does it feel? You know, I'm a feelings guy. Yeah. Um, feels, feels good to be referenced to that way. Um, <laughs> it's quite the process getting to that point. Yeah. Um, Heard you know, that. Graduated well over a year ago at mm-hmm. this point um, and, and am now. Really excited to actually be doing work yeah. uh, with the church. So yeah, you graduated from the architecture program, correct? I did. I did. Am am the only staff member from H two O to actually finish it. Wait, did AJ not? He did architectural it? studies. He changed. Oh, and so I'm I'm the highest. He's of- never <laughs> mentioned this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I hear that program is quite brutal, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Oh yeah, it was a lot of wasted time on my part. Not necessarily. Well, kind of. It, it's, <laughs> hey, it's like I'll tell you what my mom always says: no yeah. one can ever take your degree away from you. That's so right. the time, the time and effort and stuff you put in, you've always got that. So yeah, yeah. Maybe not a total waste of time, but also you Fair. see it how you want. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would. I will say though, a lot of my support appointments right now go something along the lines of, "Wow, architecture, <laughs> and you're doing what?" <laughs> I mean, that's how it is. I mean, everyone has that conversation of, wow, visual communication technology. What are you doing now? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Mine is actually quite the opposite. I was like, yeah, I, my degree is in interpersonal communication. Oh, that makes so much sense. Oh, mm. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> nice. I'm happy for that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, me too. Yeah. My, my uh, support appointments were a lot of, are you going to, you know, theology school? Do you call it theology school? What do you call it? I don't even know what you call it. Seminary. 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 <laughs> Are you going to seminary? No? Okay. Have it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. My big answer for that is maybe. <laughs> oh, that's good. I should have done that. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. So Griffin, uh, as I said earlier, as we talked about it earlier, you're on the, uh, the old support raising trail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like uh, running for political office, except... Except you're... Except you're, not at all. Except, well, yeah, except not at all. But you're running for, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're running for office for staff. Yeah, yeah, except I know that I'll win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because we've already got because, our victory. Well, hold on. Hold on. Well, okay. you know, we, you don't know this, but we all take a vote. We don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. After, after support <laughs> raising, yeah. I can be yeah. fully raised. And yeah. then if the staff doesn't vote me in, then too bad. No, I want to I wanna hear how, uh, how's it going How's the Lord meeting you in it? Uh, Mm -hmm. In all seriousness, uh, we are super happy that you're on staff with Mm -hmm. us. And, uh, you know, Brooke said, um, Brooke put it very well. You have this, well, you said yourself, like, you don't get, like, terribly excitable. Yes. And um, we have a lot of excitable people on our staff. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy about the the energy that you bring. You balance us out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Support raising, man. It's been it's been quite the road. Or MTD um, Ministry M- Team Development. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started. I uh, went to new staff training down in Orlando in 
February, beginning of February. Okay. And so I've now been at it for like four and a half months. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. I, I'll say it's, um, they kind of tell you to expect it to be about a six to nine month process, potentially up to a year. Um, I can't imagine doing it for a year. I think that would it's tough. be very tough. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a lot of good in it. Um, I think I've been able to experience a lot of uh, really cool conversations where I'm able to share my whole story. I've, I've learned to share my story of, of how I was able to meet Jesus through H2O in a totally new way um, than I did beforehand. Um, and, and that story is, is really, really awesome. Um, I think there's there's a lot of strength in knowing that story and being able to share it. What what is what is that story? Uh, yeah, that's going to take too long. You can give <laughs> us. Can you give us some bullet points? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my my dad was a youth pastor my whole time at home. Um, that had a couple of effects. Um, I was always in the church. I was around the church, so I had a lot of head knowledge. Um but never really had to make the choice for myself. So it was, all, it was always kind of assumed that I was in the church. Um, and so that led to me just prioritizing a lot of other things, uh, especially during high school. Um, really, it was my Christianity was in the background. Um, but when I, went to, when I came to college, all of a sudden, I wasn't playing sports anymore. I wasn't having nearly as much success in school because architecture was hard. <laughs> um, I, I didn't come with any friends. And I was away from this church that I'd always been a part of. Um, so there was really just this separation um, where I had to, you know, it was probably six weeks into school before I came to H2O for the first time, just because I'd never had to make that choice before. And so have, having to actually choose that um, was really big for me. I got connected with um, a former staff member, Anthony Giambroni. Um, he really took it upon himself to get me involved in the church more. I was serving on the outreach team, involved in life group. He was discipling me one-on-one. Um, got me into leadership with the church starting my sophomore year and really just going from there. Was an intern my junior year. Um, ultimately, though, what kind of what led me on to staff, um, I, I felt really called into ministry in some regard, uh, but I thought that that would be in the field of architecture somehow. Um, and then there was a really cool opportunity that presented itself where I could have been doing ministry in the architecture field. But, you know, in my gut, God just was telling me that that wasn't right. Um, and so as the time got closer and closer to starting that job, I just had all this pushback from, you know, the Holy Spirit um, that ultimately was leading me to, you know, stay and do ministry with a church I love. Yeah. Um, on a campus that I'm so familiar with, working with a student body that I, I know and, and love. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's cool. What, um, so as you've been, well, let's back up. So my mm-hmm. first thought is when you said that you did new staff training, which is like this whole week-long process where you mm-hmm. you fly down to Orlando and learn learn how to do it, you kind of get like the head knowledge of how to do it. But mm-hmm. like, you don't know what you're doing until like a month or, you know, <laughs> until you've actually done it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said that was in February. And in my head, I was like, okay, February, that was about the time that Italy was having mm-hmm. their COVID mm-hmm. lockdown. Uh, what, what was that like? Cause that happened yeah. in March, right? Yeah. So you, um, 
you said it takes about a month to get used to it. Yeah. I had about a, exactly a month of doing it the way they trained me to do it. Yeah. Um, where I was, you know, able to meet with people in coffee shops or in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, really interpersonal. I, I And I really strive in that setting where I'm able to just be relational with people. Uh, and then March 13th was the day that Kent State closed its campus um, and was the first time that Reliant said anything to us like, hey, you guys might need to try to change this up, change what right. this looks like. So I, uh, I got about a, a month and a week. I got, I got about a month and a week into, um, into actually doing it in people's houses. And then I had to completely change. Um, and, and my entire job started becoming out of an office, you know, doing video right. calls, super, super different. And, yeah. and there was not a precedent for that. Um, so Reliant didn't even really have very many resources to help me out with that. So I had to do a lot of that, figuring it out, how to do it on my own. Yeah. Um, which, which was hard. There were, there was three or four weeks where I was just like dejected. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially at the, at the onset of this before, you know, everybody and their grandparents used zoom, (laughs) um, where nobody was even able to know, know how to meet through video. So I was meeting with like people my age or like I had a friend in North Carolina. I met with him, uh, people that I just knew would be of the generation that was able to do video calls. Mm-hmm. And then I had to slowly open that circle up mm-hmm. to assume that more people would be able to do it. I had to teach a lot of people how to use zoom. Yep. Like I was going to ask if you had to like coach anyone through like, mm-hmm. so you're going to click on this link. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there was actually a really good, for a while there before before everybody learned it there was this website called whereby.com where it was just an it was almost like a like omegle if you guys remember that where like oh, pretty no. much pretty much you That's just a deep cut yeah pretty much you just go onto this site and if you use the right link it just puts both of our cameras on that website yeah was wait was omegle was that like a, was that like chat roulette? Yeah, yeah, got, it was. Oh man! But what 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 I, what I what I mean by that is that you didn't have to download anything. It was just a site you went to, yeah, and you were able to see each other's webcams. That's really nice. It, it was yeah. really nice mm-hmm. um, because it didn't. They didn't have to download anything. They just, just had to type a URL. You in. just click yeah. it and go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's nice. It was it was it was not great because you couldn't really do very good screen sharing. You couldn't. Oh yeah. There's some, some things that were made it hard, but I, I've I've really nailed down the Zoom meeting at this point. <laughs> yeah, Griffin Rath, Zoom expert, Zoom extraordinary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, what I appreciated about—I mean, obviously, it's—I know it's been like difficult for you to have to learn that, but I also just appreciate your willingness to come and then teach like our staff team on how to, like, just the tips. I feel like you shared a few times, and knowing mm-hmm. that, like. You know, I, I always think of like Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. I was like Griffin going before us and teaching us how to zoom and support raising <laughs> and like just don't really thankful for that experience. Obviously, under like really unfortunate conditions, I right. don't love that it had to be the case at all that someone had to learn how to use zoom well. But uh-huh. I am just thankful that um, we're all now learning how to do this together. And yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you just had a good attitude towards it, too. <laughs> So you had said that um, when you meet in person with people, the that you really do well with the interpersonal thing. Like, what's the difference been 
not having that or doing it over the computer? Like, have you, how have you compensated or, yeah. you know, like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. I, I try to keep in touch as much as possible. So I'm, I'm sending people that I meet text, just trying to be like almost closer to them, um, off camera, uh, or, or when, when we're not in a meeting, um, like before, before this, I would go over to somebody's house, meet with them, then maybe send them a, like a thank you letter. Um, but kind of be distant trying, like I didn't even save people's names in my phone at first, but now I'm like trying to text people almost daily. Um, in some cases, uh, just to try to stay in contact because I don't know, like a zoom call with somebody who's 60 is like, you're seeing like their eyes up because their webcams <laughs> face yeah. wrong. Yeah. They're, they're probably wearing pajamas. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's just, it's not at all the same environment as if somebody's inviting you over and, and like, I don't know. I even had people who like would be like, Oh, come over and we'll make you dinner. We'll eat dinner together. You can share what you're talking about over dinner. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only, I'm only speaking to people for like 25 to 30 minutes most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just, it's very different. Um, so I, I try to be more relational off camera, but, but yeah, it's hard. I know. Um, so when we've done, so we use zoom for our staff meeting calls you've had you've had this delightful whiteboard with some sort of pun of some sort <laughs> in the background yes and i'm not really a pun guy but i have found them to be quite quite funny now here's what i want to know mm-hmm. are you coming up with a, be honest are you coming up with those or are you are you snagging them off of reddit or something like that i am i am strictly stealing them oh. <laughs> i like the truth comes out oh, oh yeah, yeah my my I like this my whiteboard um it is it's almost specifically filled with things that I get from Googling okay. whiteboard jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I, I would do the same thing and mm-hmm. here's why I can't be bothered to come up mm-hmm. with them on my own. I don't have, I don't want to spend the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I, I save them on my phone at this point right now though. It's actually not a pun. It is just a, um, it says it says days of quarantine and has a tally mark for every day since Kent State closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's at a hundred and one right now, and that's a lot of tally marks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it visually is very much. Uh, I was going to say that probably the visual of the tally mark is much more jarring than just yeah. seeing a number. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you see it on the side of a cave somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, exactly. When the uh, when the apocalypse happens and civ- mm-hmm. uh, civilization reboots, oh gosh, they'll find Griffin's tallies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a whiteboard. <laughs> right. Um. So, Griffin, my question for you also is: um, We've kind of been asking everyone, like, what has your COVID nineteen story been, and specifically, like, how where did where did the Lord has the Lord met you in the midst of it? And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. How, like, how have you just been carrying on? You know, what are the, what have the ups and downs been? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, it's been, it's been a very typical. Um, I think I started off the first month I was actually living by myself cause, uh, my, my roommate, um, was living at home, but then he's since moved back, which has been great. Um, but being by myself, was like I didn't have any schedule. There was mm-hmm. nobody else around me to yeah. dictate any yeah. of that. Oh yeah. So I was very much, you know, waking up 10 a.m., oh, yeah. going to bed at 2 a.m., like that sort of thing. 
I, uh, I was even worse during mm-hmm. full-time MTD. I can remember some nights I wouldn't go to bed until like 4 or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And Katie was working in downtown Cleveland. So like there were times where I remember going down, like laying down to go to bed. This is pre-kids, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her alarm would be going off yeah. to get up to go to work. It oh, was, man. I was full-blown depressed at the time and I mm-hmm. had no idea. But now yeah. I'm like, oh, that was not good at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but yeah, uh, but other than that, I was actually started off quarantine being motivated. I was like, you know, I'm going to get back into my languages. Um, I've in high school studied Spanish, so I, I know Spanish fairly fluently. I uh, lived in Italy for a semester, so I know Italian. I've been trying to pick up Haitian Creole slowly. Mm. Uh, so I was very into Duolingo, uh, that sort of thing, <laughs> trying to be good with my life. I started doing P90X again, nice. um, which I hadn't done since high school. <laughs> Um, so there's just, there's certain things that I was trying to, you know, create good habits. And then, you know, there was kind of this middle area in, in the quarantine where it was total opposite. You know, I was, I was snacking as much as I could. Um, I was, uh, just watching a ton of media. Wait, uh, I want to know, regardless. I just want to know what was your go-to quarantine snack? I want to know this also. <laughs> well, uh, it is the way that I snack is, is like I, I I buy snacks knowing that I'll eat them in a day or like in two oh, days. Gosh. Yeah. So like it it, it always rotated. Uh-huh. Um but but if veggie straws are one of them, potato chips, ice cream, like any Ben and Jerry's or anything. Oh man. Mm. I love a good potato chip. Something's mm-hmm. happened at the Yinger household where we have we've kind of gotten into potato chips a little bit. Mm. Yeah. My current favorite are these kettle chips from a place I bought them at Whole Foods, but they're based out of Cincinnati called uh, Hen of the Woods. Okay. Oh. And they're these chips. They're called A Touch of Smoke. <laughs> wow. They're like slightly smoky. Okay. You know, as the name would indicate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But they also have like a apple cider vinegar thing. Those, the name they're of the so chip, good. the name of the chip company and the chip itself both sound like candle scents. Yes. <laughs> so it sounds kind of pleasant. <laughs> it, it's delicious. And they're these like nice thick kettle chips that have a nice crunch. Oh. You get the smoke, you get the salt, yeah. you get uh, a little bit of the acid mm-hmm. from the vinegar. Nice. I've been super into a uh, hint of lime tortilla chips, except I've now oh. decided like I no longer just want a hint of lime on the chip. Like I want the whole lime on that chip. I I want the the whole lime. I (laughs) love, I can put down some hint of lime, potato chips, tortilla chips, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, As you're saying, Griffin. Welcome welcome to recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let's see. Where'd it go from there? You're snacking a lot. Ice cream. No. Netflix. Uh, 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 Yeah. That was, that was a middle ground. Um, It's also being really, unproductive in, in support raising at that phase. Um, but I, I think I've since recovered quite a bit. Um, I have a, I have a really terrible story about a mask. Um, oh. so wearing mask. Oh, so this was like a week ago. You were wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. Why? I still do wear a mask. Um, uh, when I go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I, I actually oh, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a- Brian, when you asked about a mask, I was about to be like, bro, we're mar- we're wearing masks, Brian. <laughs> were you thinking? Were you thinking Griffin is putting on a facade? Like a Halloween mask, like, <laughs> you know, like Griffin's walking around wearing like a Freddy Krueger mask or something. Or well, if you want to visualize the story that yeah, way, then I go for it. What a 
on earth is wrong with me? Like the thing that... It's 2020, Brian. Yeah. Get with it. Gosh. However, it was about a week ago. I was wearing a Freddy Krueger mask in Walmart. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, you know, the reason for the mask is so that when you do something such as sneeze, the, the spittle doesn't spread and spread coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the spittle. Yes. <laughs> have, have you actually, have you guys ever, ever actually sneezed into one of these? It's though? Horrible. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's really rough. I had, I, so I was in the middle of Walmart. I only have one mask with me at the time. Um, and I sneeze one of those like sneezes where like. Sneeze normally, juice. No, yeah. Normally if it was like into your elbow, you'd need to like get a tissue and wipe it. Yeah. It was one of those sneezes <laughs> into my mask. And then like, I got to do the rest of my shopping with this phlegm like <laughs> touching up against right up right on up against my mouth the whole time amazing it, it was so bad yeah it sounds wildly unpleasant it i'm is so, so bad. sorry was it possible to like just take the mask off like find a safe space and just wipe it off or something what, what do you do where do you wipe it? <laughs> on your jeans or something i don't know i i just i just hurried i yeah. just hurried the rest no, of the I time <laughs> I equate it to like it's like the old uh, Looney Tunes commercial or commercials cartoons when like uh, you know Bugs Bunny would put his finger in the gun of like Yosemite Sam <laughs> and it would backfire and yes. like the barrel would like you know right. explode or whatever. Yep, it's kind of like that. It's like mm-hmm. you're kind of backfiring your own phlegm back into your body. Mm, that's a horrible, horrible yeah. visual. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we are, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that that about sums up, Mike. Um, COVID experience, I suppose. Yeah. Is backfiring. Yeah. Sneezes. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, um, let's, let's turn a page a little bit here. Um, so on top of global pandemic, our nation is also grappling with, um, racial injustice and racial inequality and, um, I don't know, maybe I'm asking too broad of a question here, but how have you, how's that? whole thing been going for you have you been yeah reacting or you know yeah how's that been mm-hmm. well let me tell you mm. currently real tired of seeing my facebook friends you know these people from finley ohio yeah. real tired of seeing them post things about how angry they are about a confederate statue being taken down mm. but not angry about police killing black people yeah mm-hmm. uh i still advocate everyone just delete your facebook accounts it's yeah it, that's a really good recommendation Brian. it's terrible yeah <laughs> i yeah facebook is good for support raising so yeah. i can't do yeah. that yet yeah yeah um but I, I will say i did my latest update letter i wrote it uh june 20th um sent it out to my supporters every single one of my supporters is white by the way every single one 46 of them so far mm-hmm. every yeah. single one's white very many of them are, are conservatives. Yeah. Um, I, I sent out a letter very explicitly in support of black people and being empathize, mm-hmm. uh, empathizing with, with them. Yeah. Um, put a lot of scripture into my, into my support letter. Um, cause it just felt like what's important right now. Absolutely. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the sort of thing that, you know, if these people are following my ministry, that's something I want my ministry to be about. Absolutely. Um, and so it's something that I'm going to be vocal about from the, you know, the onset of things. Absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super sick of it. I, I, I still, I know, I know like, uh, Jillian and I, my, my fiance, uh, we haven't, 
we haven't been able to post anything. Like we got our we got our engagement photos taken a couple of weeks ago by by Jana. Um, they're beautiful, amazing. Mm-hmm. We still haven't felt comfortable posting them anywhere because it just doesn't feel right to have light. Like like when there's all of this going on, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't feel right to be posting about how great our white marriage will be. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just isn't what's important. Yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where we're at. Um, that's where I'm at. Um, where it's just, it still needs to be the focus. Um, I don't at all feel, uh, like we're moved on from it at this point. I think, yeah. and, and I think important things are actually happening. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, I've, I've kind of filled my feeds, uh, from the social medias, um, with more black perspective. Yeah. Um, and I've been seeing them posting things about change that's actually being made um, yeah. and, and things that are being done. So that's, that's actually really encouraging. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious who just hearing about like your experiences, like trying to avoid certain conversations on Facebook, but trying to like, yeah, just hear different voices um, just in different areas of your life. Whose voice, like if you could name like one person in particular, who have you learned significantly from uh, in this, in this like cultural moment in regards to, yeah, just like the fight for justice right now. Who's like Mm. a person you've been learning from. Yeah. Uh, well I would say from a spiritual standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, Jamar Tisby Mm -hmm. color of compromise, the book Mm -hmm. we've been reading it as a staff team. Yep. Um, but I also, I I bought it, sent it to my dad for father's day. Oh, cool. Um, it's the sort of thing he will love to read. Um, but, uh, from a from a non spiritual perspective, somebody that's just out there advocating for social justice, um, um, Sean King, if you guys have heard of him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep, uh, his Instagram account is very active, and mm-hmm. he's posting a lot of um, criminal activity being done by uh, onto the, the the black people of America. Um, and it's just exposing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been good just for me to see that, you know, these things aren't in isolated incidents. If he's able to post another injustice every day, yeah, uh, indicates that there's a national issue that yeah. needs addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, well, Griffin, you, you had mentioned earlier that you've, you've binged the last couple of episodes of the podcast, which mm-hmm. yes, I love our binge listeners. Like, mm-hmm. They are, <laughs> Fresh and with it. Um, I have a real hard time. Me personally, I'm having a hard time with. Um, well, one, I've kind of trended towards really just disliking social media in the last mm-hmm. couple months or whatever. Because um, it just feels like a massive echo chamber, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just, a you know, everyone just kind of blasting their thoughts and their opinion. And I'm just... I don't have anything wrong with with you guys on social media or anything like that. Like it's great, but me personally, it's like I don't feel like this is contributing to the conversation at all. And I think I'm having a I'm personally having a hard time with like wh- what's the change in in my life or like what what needs to happen mm-hmm. on my end. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've had? Any of those thoughts or any, um, like, have you had any um, change in your life? Like, have you felt called to change anything, I guess? Yeah. Um, 
You know, that's it's hard. It is hard. Because right now, it's, right now especially, it's not like I can just say, you know what? I need more black people in my life. Let's go get black friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I do I have people that I've been reaching out to. Yeah. Um, certainly not. Nobody in my very close circle yeah. um, is uh, has any of that you know minority perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it, it's like it's like I think I think COVID nineteen needed to happen for this civil rights to be brought up in such a big way. Yeah, people are watching and yeah. they're paying attention exactly because it kind of I feel like COVID kind of like I mean to use a maybe a violent metaphor kind mm-hmm. of pulled the hammer on the gun a little bit. Yeah. You know, no, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Um, but it also is like this thing that's hanging in front of us. That's like, I feel like I can't other than listen and surround my social media with the, the correct perspectives or, or other yeah. perspectives. Other, other than that, it's hard to enact very much change currently. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, People have been going to protest, things like that. Even Finley, Ohio, which is an incredibly conservative area, mm-hmm. had a Black Lives Matter protest. My, mm-hmm. my mom was able to go to it. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, it's really, really cool to see things like that. Um, but other than that and trying to support and having conversations, it yeah, it's, it's pretty hard. Um, yeah. yeah. I've really missed during this time. Um, I think when, when country is in a – or when just – whatever's happening around us is in a time of crisis. I really, that's when I really appreciate the, the church body and getting to hear teachings from scripture and really appreciate Mm -hmm. getting to just soak in. And, and I believe H2O church, um, yeah, like we're not, we're not afraid of hard conversations or difficult topics. And and I think we Mm -hmm. embrace them really well. So during this time, especially I've really missed being able to gather as one body and to pray corporately for the, for justice and to hear a teaching from scripture on how to tangibly enact justice. I miss hearing, um, like, I, I think I just miss being like taught, um, from the word and then being able to put it in practice almost immediately. And that feels more difficult with, um, COVID and just not gathering together. And so we can, we can hear, other people's voices and perspectives. And that's really so good and so important. I'm thankful that we've had social media to help with that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think the where change can start, at least for us as a staff team is like right here with our church too. Yeah. And so not being able to gather, I feel like I've felt really grieved by that to think I miss being able to come together and talk about this in person with my church. Like, what are we going to do as a local body? And so, mm-hmm. yeah. and not that that's not happening, but it's like, man, I, I wish we had, a time of fellowship and prayer in person together. It all feels so yeah. decentralized. Yeah. Because it is. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, oh, man, when you were saying that, Brooke, all I could think of is I really want to hear uh, Mark Brewer on stage just <laughs> preach on racism. And yeah. just, mm-hmm. and he gets like yelly when he yells yeah. about, yeah, it does. like, he doesn't yell at people like he yells the gospel. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really crave that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I agree with everything that you guys just said. I don't, I'm in the same spot where it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's even more, even more of like, it is critical for us to 
educate ourselves and advocate for others educating themselves also like you know like the book recommendations and you know mm -hmm. the um just the recommendations for like following Jamar Tisby and Sean King on Instagram mm -hmm. and seeing that yeah this is this is real stuff that's still happening and uh educating and learning about like politicians and what their stances are and mm -hmm. like voting and mm -hmm. advocating voting rights for people and uh Oh man. Total sidebar here. Have you guys heard of um the new Mexican restaurant in town, uh the Battleground? Whoa. No. no. It's over on Cherry Street. This is news. Yeah. It's oh, over on, I passed this. Yeah, it's over on yeah. Cher Cherry Street. So it's a new Mexican. That's restaurant. in my neighborhood. Yeah. And um they are doing it's not like your standard like Mexican restaurant. Like it's mm -hmm. Mexican food. That's done really well. They're okay. making their own Praise tortillas. God. They're making their own salsas. Wow. Oh, it's yeah. It's so good. Nice. But what's really cool is a lot of their, I think it's like their beer list and like some of their like margaritas and stuff. Mm -hmm. The money they make from that goes towards like funds for social justice issues. So like, no way. Like advocating for um, like voting rights and helping getting minorities to polling places and mm -hmm. um you know that kind of stuff yeah. yeah so that's huge we get food from the we've gotten food from them like for the last like three weeks nice like, once a week and i don't know it's really good their business mm -hmm. is amazing mm -hmm. so just a plug for them that's mm -hmm. that is a project i'm excited to embark on is to look around like the kent akron area because i think that's that's been a huge conversation that i've seen is people mm -hmm. putting out here's black owned businesses to support right now and here's mm -hmm. Um, just where to, you know, steward your resources. And so I'm, I've been excited to see that. But I think also once this is just another, you know, COVID just being another damper here, but I, I'm really excited. I want to like, you know, I feel really envisioned to like volunteer places like mm -hmm. campus kitchen or like food pantries in Akron in the area. I feel really excited about doing that and wanting to like bring people along with me, but I'm like, when is it going to be safe to do that? And is it, safe now like can i volunteer at a polling station or mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what's i haven't quite weighed the risks of that yet i feel like there's everyone has all these ideas but we mm -hmm. have to be like weighed into consideration with like safety of our community too which feels really difficult to do mm -hmm. but in the meantime i'm happy to buy some mexican food <laughs> that's yes. great yeah. their salsas are so good Dang. oh man they yeah. have like a like a red salsa that is like I think it's got like habanero or something. In it. It's like creamy. I'm there. Kind oh, of I'm there. Ish. Mm -hmm. But it's like slightly smoky and it's spicy and it has this like complexity of flavor that I just cannot describe. Mm. It's so good. Mm. So just a plug for them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I had a question that I was going to ask you. And, and then we started, started talking about Mexican food. It, just <laughs> <laughs> it derails it's us all. It's a great distractor. Um, <laughs> Well, speaking of voting, so I've, I've had, I, I'm getting real frustrated with, it literally seems like, I was ranting with my wife about this last night, it <laughs> literally feels like almost anything I do on a daily basis is political now. Mm. And it's so frustrating. And I also, I really dislike that it's like either left or right. Mm. And... 
I tend to vote left, but a lot of like my mm-hmm. moral structure that we get from the Bible tends to go towards the right a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Have you guys experienced experienced this at all? Like, I don't know. I don't. I. Yes. I hate it. I yes. hate it. I'm not left <laughs> yeah. or right. I'm somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, up. So. I'm up. Uh, <laughs> to to speak to that, I um. So I'm really against the bipartisan political structure. I I am. I've chosen, which is, is it's dumb that this is the way our voting is structured. But in order to vote in primaries, you have to be pretty much you have to pledge yourself to a certain side, yeah. left or right. I've just abstained from doing that. Yeah. So I'm an independent. Me too. Um, yeah. So I only vote in the in the the actual um, the big elections, I guess. The general um, elections. The general elections. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because that's what feels the best for me. Because I, I guess where I there's there's so much conversation lately about the idea that pro-life people for abortion um, or who are against abortion are, are only pro-life until birth. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's been a big thing. Why not have a political party that is just pro-life, you yeah. know, all the way through and through. Yeah. Because that aligns with the Bible, yeah. I think. And then the fact that there isn't anything like that shows that neither of the parties actually reflect Christian values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of times Christian issues are turned into political issues. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Christ lived his life. And as, as Christ followers, we're supposed to be as Christ-like as possible. And we're supposed to strive to, you know, grow ourselves and others closer mm-hmm. to that, that, that value system. Right. Yeah. Jesus, the, the peacemaker and mm-hmm. yeah, who wouldn't find himself conformed to either side. Yeah. That conversation is, um, yeah, both like a difficult one, but also just so simple. Like when we are, Following Jesus, obviously our faith isn't in political systems by any means. Like, it, I like my heart is almost sad and goes out for people who have nothing but political systems to put their faith in because mm-hmm. I don't want to put my faith in something that's so corrupt and, I don't know, um, just imperfect. So, yeah, there's, again, we've been throwing out our recommendations all throughout the show, but yeah, I, it was just yeah. a good one. Um there's a good book uh, called Generous Justice by Timothy Keller, and he mm. goes into this um, and talks about. Well, first the 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 Bible doesn't fall into you know left or right. Like these are systems that man right. has made within mm-hmm. recent years. The Bible has been inherent since the beginning. Yeah, and so because yeah, what I like to remind everyone is all all of this is not what God intended for us mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. God and, is God amen. is supposed to be our king and yep. we chose to not have God as our king. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's frustrating. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, no, that, that was pretty much it. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. It, totally. Don't be sorry. And that, again, that book was good for just opening my eyes to see that, um, the Bible falls into neither the, you mm. know, scripture, God's like word, um, is, is different. And of course, as, as Christians, I think the gospel does motivate us to act and it. Like we can, you know, faith without works is dead. So because of the gospel, we can then be sent into, um, yeah, our world to 
advocate and provide and, and love our neighbor and die to self. And, and that just one outlet of showing that is like how we engage socially and politically as well. And yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong, but I think it comes down to um, evaluating yeah, where your convictions lie. And again, we can like, you can do our civil duty and, and to vote and to, yeah, even just how can we engage like locally here. But at the end of the day, faith is in Jesus. Jesus is King. He's our victor. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That was kind of incomplete, but yeah, like you said, Brian. Amen. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. is King. Yeah. Amen. Which is good. There is a, an organization called the and campaign. Um, I don't know too much about them. I actually just recently learned, but they're essentially a Christian organization just committed to uh, working for social justice. And Hmm. um, yeah, they they don't align in any particular side, but they're like, we still see civil engagement um, as just one outlet for the work of the gospel, like the gospel that we've received as believers. And there's a chapter coming to Akron, uh, what I heard in in the future. I don't know when, I don't know a lot of details on that, but Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to look into that once the chapter is established and everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would be interested in that as well. Yeah. Uh, Hey, speaking of, you said recommendations earlier, Brooke. Um, Let's move into the recommendations portion. Oh, yeah. uh, Of the, uh, of the, of the podcast. Mm-hmm. My music isn't working here. Oh, here we go. I can fill in. That's very nice. Very nice. Recommendations, Griffin. You said you had contemplated for quite a long time about what you're going to recommend. Recommend. Yeah, by a long time, meaning the drive over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, is is what you're, I said. You're coming from Ravenna, yeah, so technically, yeah, you know. You're right. Yeah, I got a good a good. 10, 15 minutes of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a long time. But allow me to recommend, let's see, buying things off of Instagram ads. <laughs> oh, wait. We got to talk about this because oh, I've done yeah. this also. Okay. I have also okay, done here's, this. Here's the recommendation. Here's the reason for the recommendation. Okay. That algorithm is nearly perfect. People complain about the whole, like, you know, I thought about this thing earlier and then I saw an ad for it. Yeah. Like that, that, you know, however that works, I don't care. It's showing me perfect products for myself. You know what? I really like this take. Yeah. I like most this. People, I like most, this perspective. Most people get angry about it, but so, they're doing you a favor. Yeah. There, there, have, there have been, there have been three really, really fun, really good purchases I've made from Instagram ads. The first of them are the shoes I'm wearing right now. Oh, those got reflective stripies. Yeah, they are called... Dope. Stripies. They, they are called Zero Shoes. Um, they, 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 their, their product was on Shark Tank at one point. It's, it's a product that people have heard of. Yeah. However, uh, very good, very good casual shoe. Um, I, I have loved having it. It's very flexible. Got a real wide toe box. Second thing okay. I've bought... Um, are my f- absolute favorite pair of shorts that I own. They're athletic shorts that have like a, a almost like built-in compression liner. Okay. Um, so really good for like going on a run. Yeah. And it's got a bunch of like hidden pockets. You're Ooh. able to put like your phone in and stuff. Yeah. What's the What's the brand of this? That's called Legends Brand. Okay. Cool. Legends Brand. And then just recently, Jillian and I have been trying to you know prepare to have a furnished home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we're not trying to you just you know buy like habitat for humanity restored furniture yeah. like i've always done you want to purchase with we're gonna with intention yeah so we bought a couch that's that's what i'm getting to is we bought a, a uh-huh. sofa with a matching ottoman oh. 
from an Instagram ad. Nice. What, yeah. what company? It's called it's called Albany Park. Albany. It's a minority oh. owned uh, furniture company. See, we're the the dope. The algorithm is dialed in, baby. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, ex- exactly right. Exactly right. And it's a really cool quality sofa, and we're nice. very excited for it. That has not gotten here yet, so I can't give a quality recommendation for that company it's like yet. A but sofa in a box kind but of. But the type. experience, is, yeah. the experience of buying it and all that seems yeah, quality. Yeah. yeah. So pay attention, people, to your Instagram ads. Because okay. they, they got some quality stuff there. Okay, good to know. My experience with buying stuff from Instagram ads is the one thing I've purchased was junk. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I bought a uh, a gator. G-A-I-T-E-R. Like people wear them for like running and stuff, I think. You like wear it around your neck. It was meant to be a mask. Oh, the, the like the thing that yeah. 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 Like for running in the cold? D- yeah. Okay. But yeah. people have been using them for like masks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. Because my problem is I wear a mask, you know, at a coffee shop shift for like right. you know right. anywhere between six and eight hours. Mm-hmm. And the my it, it's brutal on the ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought that. I bought two gators because I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be breathable, mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get it over my head. Oh no! Really? Like it was like. Like a raccoon with his head stuck in a peanut butter jar. It was terrible. Yikes. Wow. It was terrible. So I gave them away to people. Mm. I guess I have a big head. Mm-hmm. I don't Aww. know. I found the masks that just tie. They have two or four, you know, strings that yeah. they tie, like one on top of my ears and another tie, like kind of right behind, yeah. like the nape of my neck or on the nape of my neck, I guess. And that, that's nice. That takes pressure off the ears, yeah. which is sweet. What I found is I found paper masks to be the most breathable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's either do I choose breathability or do I take ear pain? Mm. You know? Right. Yeah. The things the things that we have to decide on now, the things we have to consider that we never would have thought mm-hmm. we'd have to be yeah. taken into consideration the quality of a yeah. of a face mask. I've got a recommendation slightly relevant to yes. our conversation today. Sorry, Griffin, did you have another thing you bought off of the Instagram ad? Nope. Those were the off? three. Those are the three. Yeah. Those are quality. Those mm-hmm. shoes are dope. Yeah. Um, I can tell because I'm looking at them. Trey, Trey, dope. <laughs> so there, um, there's a book out there that recently, um, it was sold out for a while because it was, it's a book written by a black woman and it was sold out, but it's recently restocked and I saw it on an Instagram ad. Very nice. Um, I actually, I bought the book last year and, um, one of my friends borrowed it to read it and she knows who she is. I'd like it back eventually, <laughs> friend who's listening. Whoa, but she also, this friend also knows that I would die for her, so I love her a lot. But this book, it's called "I'm Still Here" by Austin Channing Brown. Mm, it's in my it's in my library. Yes, yes. it's it's a phenomenal book. So mm-hmm. Austin Channing Brown um, is a yeah Christian black woman and wrote this book for. She wrote it for. Um, fellow black women to read but obviously it's just it's such a powerful book the you know the what do you call it like the subheading or mm-hmm. of the book it's called black dignity in a world made for whiteness and she talks about it all she talks about white fragility but mm-hmm. talks about um different stereotypes that black women have worked through especially within the church and how a church can come around and support and amplify voices of and um mm-hmm. yeah just love really well um 
yeah, like black women and, yeah. and men in our church. So really powerful book. Austin Channing has just such a good voice. And I listened to a podcast about a year ago where she was interviewed and something I always really appreciated about her perspective with this book is that she committed herself to not wanting to write from a place of trauma or unforgiveness. And so she mm -hmm. sat down and said, if I'm going to write a book about my experiences, I want to first heal from trauma and forgive mm -hmm. those who I've been called to forgive and then write this book. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really convicting. And even in just my own life yeah. before I put, you know, words to paper or write anything down or approach anything like, have I, have I considered um, forgiveness and forgive, like considered what, yeah, Christ has called us to. And so I appreciate like her perspective in going into writing this book, but it's also just such a convicting and powerful read. So it's called I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown. It's mm -hmm. my recommendation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brian, how about you? Uh, well, I, I slid in the battleground earlier. I just want to plug oh, yeah. them again. Yes. yes. Uh, minority owned, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, my actual recommendation and. Uh, for my life group who I talked with last night, you already heard this because we did recommendations at life group. Last I night. love that. <laughs> uh, I'd love to hear the recommendations that your life group produces. Too. Oh, they're fantastic. What a group. Uh, American cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as much as I, I'm sorry. I know. No, I, I, was not no, oh. I feel the same way. You're thinking like craft singles. Yes. Oh, no. Griffin, the way you're reacting, I'm with you. Like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. And Brooke, I'm laughing also. It's ridiculous. Here's the reason. Nothing else melts like it. If you're mm. using it like on a, on a burger or uh, my wife made me a real good egg sandwich last mm. night for bre uh, uh, breakfast for dinner. Nice. We call that Brenner. Brenner. Yes. Um, my goodness, it nothing else melts like it that I've found, and nothing it's nice else and salty. Melts like plastic. <laughs> I know, but I, look, I'm out for texture. I know it melts like plastic. It's mm -hmm. it's very odd. I mm -hmm. I love the texture. It's creamy. It's melty. It's a mm -hmm. little salty. I don't I, I don't know. I'm disgusted with myself also. Mm -hmm. So I just I just wanted to make sure there was adequate pushback. Yeah. Bring the shame from on. the episode. Yeah. So that so that the listener doesn't have to do it themselves. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you can at me on uh, Instagram. I don't care. Or on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. Same. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Send me a text. I don't care. You know, it, all the shame. Any Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I just dropped a thing. All the shame. All the shame that anyone could 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 pile on. You know what I have to I'm say? I'm with it. I'm with it. You know mm -hmm. what I have to say to that, Brian? I'm ashamed. No. Romans 8.1. There's now, therefore, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Yikes. Does that... A no. Yes. Yikes. Does that apply to cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you like American cheese, I... I'm no condemnation, dude. I don't, I don't know, know if I do mm. though. My body likes it. I don't know if yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your body. You, you like you like it in your mouth, but not in your thoughts. Yeah. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get out of here, uh, uh -huh. folks. Thanks for listening, Griffin. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Yeah, Griffin. Um, it was fun. Man, what a what a time, Griffin. Thanks for being our friend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We'll see you next week, Church. <laughs>